0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We are so honored that you would take a few minutes and you would join us, even if it's through an app on your phone right now. We're just honored that you would spend the time with us. And I want to encourage you, if you want to spend time with us in person, we would love to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We would love to meet you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to serve you. So make plans to join us. But right now, I hope that you enjoy this message and we hope that it encourages you and it blesses you today. Uh, I came in today with uh, a very grateful heart. I try to come in every week with a grateful heart, by the way. Just, I feel it especially right now. Hey, babe, right here. Get you. Good job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're good. You did great. <laughs> I've trained Stephanie pretty well. All right, before I move on, I used to throw things at her and it would be like I was throwing a razor blade at her. I was like, yes! She'd freak out. Now it's cool. You caught it, you didn't freak out. That was good. So good job. Good job, and Steph. I, I, it was great. Um, and she's gotten better at throwing things to me. When we first, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. but, And I have to leave in 45 minutes. We're, you're going to get out of here early today. So. Hold me to it, all right? If I if I go on past eleven, y'all just start walking out, all right? I'm joking. Don't do that. That's, that's rude. I'm joking. But uh, I but when we first got married, I'd be like, hey, throw me my phone, throw me the remote, whatever. And inside of a home, if you don't know this, let me just tell you, when you throw something to somebody, you you, you underhand toss it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stephanie'd be like, all right, boom, throw it. I'm like, yeah, stop it. You know. But now she can she can toss, she can catch. I've done a good work in you, my friend. Make it so. uh, I, I came in today with an attitude of gratefulness, an attitude of gratitude, All right, just to give you the old preacher cliche. Um, and I just want to let you know, I love our church. I love you guys so much. We both do. And so proud of you guys. Uh, I, I look across this room and see people that have just become a part of our family, and we love you. And uh, we love seeing God move in your life. I love seeing what God's doing. I love seeing how God has taken things in your life and he's made a highway where there once was a sea. Um, I love seeing what God's doing in your families, in your kids, in your hearts. Uh, I I see, I I know a lot of what's going on in your lives and your family's lives and um, I see you having faith. Mm -hmm. I see you being a rock and trusting in God. And that doesn't mean you don't have bad days, but I see you uh, progressing in your walk with Jesus. I see you showing up and being faithful and being here. You know what the Bible says? This isn't even a week that we're preaching on, but there's another seed idea, okay? It says those who are planted in the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God. And so when you plant the seed in God's house, when, you, when you're here and you grow roots at a church, man, God will produce fruit in your life. He honors faithfulness. And so uh, just for you being here and showing up, I see that flourishing in your life. And I just want to say, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. And uh, man, we just, uh, we love being here on Sundays and just getting to be with you and seeing you and everything. So I just, when I was writing this week, that was, I just started writing. That's what came out of my heart because I really am. I'm grateful for every person in here. Um, and we love you guys so much. And uh, this series, uh, this seed series has been amazing. How many of y'all have loved it so far? I mean, my goodness, if you've shown up to one week, I hope that it's done something in you. I hope that like, you're like, man, I needed that. And I'll tell you, I've needed this. I I'm, I have needed this. I'm writing this and I'm like, Woo. And listen, God gives me the opportunity to work on it first. So you you hear it and you're like, man, God's really helping me work on my patience right now. I get to do that first when I'm talking about this stuff. And uh, so, you know, in our small group on Thursday nights, that's at my house, we've been talking a lot about parenting and parenting better. Come on. Can I get an amen from my Thursday group? Come on. Y'all know. The Lord... Uh, it's so easy to just yell at your kids right like when you're frustrated and you're bothered but all of us in our group are like we're gonna be godly dads and we're gonna try not to do that and are we perfect nah but I'm getting better all right and I've learned when we ask God to help give us patience with our kids he gives you a lot of opportunities with your kids to be patient y'all know what I'm talking about they start getting a little worse and you're like Lord would you help me a little less? Please, right? Please, please help me with this. But I hope that you're growing. This series has been so, uh, so great. We've covered, if you're new, uh, first of all, welcome. I hope you feel like your family today uh, and fill out a connect card so we can help serve you a little bit. And and we'd love to give you a gift and, and follow up with you uh, and show up to your house for dinner tonight. So if you fill that out, we're getting free food. All right. So I need you to, I'm joking. We're not going to do that, but we do want to serve you and help you But if you're new, uh, we've been in this series called Seeds. Man, your tomorrow that you want and long for starts today. How many of you know when you plant a seed in the ground, it doesn't just the next second pop up a tree, an apple tree, where you can start eating some good Honeycrisp apples? Come on, if you're eating any other type of apple, you're eating the wrong one. I just want to tell you right now, now, you have to be rich. Uh, You have to be rich to eat Honeycrisp apples. So we don't ever have that at our house, but I'll go to other people's houses and eat their Honeycrisp apples, baby. But we know that if you plant a Honeycrisp apple seed, you're not going to just pop up a tree the next day. It takes time. And so, the same principle is true in your life. This principle, God's process for life, is all throughout Scripture. And so, if you want a better marriage, start planting the seed today. If you want freedom in your finances and get out of debt, start planting the seed that's gonna help you get that today. If you wanna be patient, start planting that seed today. If you want godly kids, start planting that seed today. If you wanna lose weight, start planting that seed today. It's not gonna happen overnight. Your world's not magically gonna change overnight, but God's produced a process to where we can join in with him in this process and we can start seeing fruit in our lives. Uh, We've talked about what keeps seeds from growing. How do we prepare the soil of our heart, right? Like we've talked about what things can snatch the seed off the ground in your life. We've talked about the idea of sowing and reaping, right? If you don't like the fruit, then you need to plant a different seed. We talked about that. Last week, we talked about the wheat and the weeds. And we talked about how you're either a wheat or you're a weed. There's no middle ground here. You're either a wheat or a weed. How many of you this week noticed some weeds in your life? Not weed in your life. (laughs) I didn't make one weed joke last week. I'm (laughs) proud of myself, all right? But how many of you noticed some weeds in your life? Come on, I, I did. I mean, I was sharing a group. I'm like, Lord... Help me pull these weeds out of my life, right? But we all have this stuff. In this series, we've been covering that. If you've missed anything, if you're new and you're like, I want to kind of catch up, you can literally search oasistn.church on YouTube, podcast, any podcast platform, our app store. You can download our app. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're not on Twitter or anything, but like we're on most places. Search oasistn.church, catch up on the messages. We don't want anything from you, but this series is for you, and I want you to, to lean in and get caught up if you, if you haven't been watching or listening, because it really is amazing. But one of the most exciting things about this principle of seeds is the multiplication factor that takes place when we talk about seeds. What do I mean? I mean this. If you plant a bean seed, how many beans do you get? A lot of beans. You don't just get one bean, one beans. Lord help me. I didn't go to college. All right. So, uh, you don't get one bean, you get a lot of beans. There's a multiplication factor that happens. And actually, this idea of multiplication is not man's idea. In fact, did you know the first thing that God ever did to people? He created people in the Garden of Eden. And the first words we have that God spoke to Adam and Eve was a blessing. Y'all say blessing. blessing, it was a blessing. It wasn't rules. It wasn't, hey, don't do that. It wasn't, no, no, it was a blessing. And do you know what the blessing was? This was God's idea. He said this. He said, so God created human beings in his own image. And that doesn't mean we look like God, but we, we have some of the same attributes of God, the same characteristics of God. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Y'all say Blessed. He blessed them, and he said this. He said, be fruitful and multiply. All the men are like, amen, baby, let's go. I'm ready. But he wasn't just talking about making babies, all right? He was talking about other stuff. Be fruitful and and multiply. It was a blessing. He said, fill the earth and govern it. Rain over all the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. The stuff that we like to step on and kill and call Ryan to come take care of at our house. Right? Like he, even those things. Multiplication is a blessing from God. It is, he gave you, listen to me. He gave you the ability to produce, to create fruit. He also gave you the ability to Multiply. He, when, let me tell you something. When God blesses you, you can take it to the bank. He blessed you. God's blessings are forever. God's blessings are powerful. God's blessings are supernatural. He gave you the ability to produce and to multiply. That's what God's blessing in your life looks like. That means it's God's purpose for you to produce, by the way. That's why you should have this desire to like, Contribute something to the world. Go get a job. Like that's like that's why we work. That's why when we don't work, we have this lack of like fulfillment in our lives. Why? Because God blessed you with the ability to produce something in your life, and He gave you the ability to produce fruit. And when we don't produce fruit, it leaves this void in our lives. And all of a sudden, we we start getting depressed. We start dealing with a lot of things, and we start living outside of God's purpose. Why? Because it's your purpose to produce. But not only that, God gave you the ability to multiply. That's why even bad seeds that you sow will multiply, why? Because God's given you the blessing of multiplication in your life. So when you sow a bad seed and you start multiplying a bad seed, that's still God's principle working in you, you just planted the wrong seed. And so we're gonna talk about this idea of multiplication today, multiplication. Now, this can be a great thing, or this can be a bad thing. Some of you have reaped the harvest of bad because of seeds that you either planted in your garden or someone else came and planted in your garden, but you're dealing with this principle. But I want to tell you if that's you today, if you feel like, man, I, my life is just filled with all this bad stuff. I feel like I have the the curse of multiplication in my life. No, no, no. It's not a curse, it's a blessing. And when you start to see it as a blessing and you start planting the right seeds where they need to go, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing this as like, man, God, thank you for this power in my life that you've given me. Thank you for the seed of, multi- thank you for the blessing of multiplication in my life. And so today I want to teach you what the Bible says about multiplication. And it's something that also applies to your character, Something that applies actually to your character. Uh, God wants to bless you. Some of you have a hard time believing that, or maybe you even have a hard time hearing that because you came from a culture that was like name it and claim it. You came from a prosperity gospel culture. That's not what we're gonna teach today. It might the devil might make you think that's what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. But I will tell you, God's a perfect father. He wants to bless you. It's in his nature. He wants to bless his kids. He wants to do these things in your life, your, your lives. He, he wants to bless you. And Jesus actually talks about this, right? Like he, he talks about this whole idea and he's, and he's talking about how this applies to your personal life. This idea of multiplication applies to your personal life. It says this in Luke chapter six. I don't think we have the scripture for it. Roll with me back there, Shelby. You're doing a great job. Come on, y'all give Shelby a hand back there. Y'all wouldn't have a clue what to sing if it wasn't for her. And it says this, Y'all listen to this. Don't miss it. No good tree bears bad fruit. This is Jesus talking. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. It's so simple. Each tree is recognized. Y'all say recognized. By its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes. People don't pick figs from thorn bushes. Or grapes from briars. Here's another way I would say it. People don't pick a great marriage from a sexually immoral tree. Uh, People don't pick a peaceful home from an anger tree. Uh, People don't pick generosity from a stingy tree. People don't pick godly kids from a church is optional tree. Y'all see how this is applying to your life? You don't get to pick fruit off the tree if you don't plant the right seeds. Jesus is telling this. This is just how it works. And it says this, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The good planted in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So Jesus is telling us, listen, if you're planting bad seeds, it's going to multiply. And guess what? It's going to multiply so much that out of your mouth is going to come what's truly inside. We talked about this during a huddle outside a little bit today, right? Like one of our leadership values here is we're people of character. God really cares. He cares so much more about what's on the inside of you than what you actually do for him. Who you are is more important than what you do. And so he, he's telling us, listen, if what you've been planning on the inside, I've given the blessing of multiplication, it will come out. Now, you get to decide if that's good or bad. Are you going to have good come out of your life? Good words come out of your life. Good decisions come out of your life. Or is what's going to come out of your life something that you don't like because you may have planted the wrong things in your life? Jesus, he's making it real simple. We get a window into a person's life into a person's heart by what they produce. If they're producing bad fruit, there's a bad seed planted. Period. Now does that mean that we all need to be perfect? Absolutely not. We all have some bad seeds that we got to deal with. We all have weeds in our garden that we need to deal with. All right, we talked about this if you were in a group this week or if you're going tonight to the Mary group, like you're going to talk about that today. Like, man, what weeds are kind of in my life right now? And what do I need to do? What does God need to do to get those things out of there? But hopefully this series is showing you that maybe there's some personal responsibility that you need to take for the harvest that you're bringing in right now because of the principle of multiplication. And so uh, we've been talking about a lot of different areas of our lives, okay? We've talked about our marriage. Uh, we've talked about our kids a lot. We've talked about our, fi- or we've, we've talked about like uh, a ton of different areas of our life, but there's one area that we really haven't touched on. And if we're gonna talk about the idea of multiplication in the Bible, we have to talk about this. We have to recognize, hello, we're good. We have to recognize that there's, uh, there's the Bible talks about this subject as a seed, and if I'm going to be quite honest with you, anytime I have to talk about this, I get a little nervous because I know the preconceived notions that can come with talking about this subject in church. Um, but it's my job to teach you what the Bible says. Now, whatever you do with it, that's up to you. But I'm going to teach you the truth of God's word. That's what I'm going to do. And, and i also say this. How you feel when I start talking about this is going to reveal what's on the inside of you, what we just talked about. So when I start talking about this, if you start feeling some sort of way, that might be a bad seed that's been planted in your life. It might be multiplying. So I want you to hear this. Try to, try to, God, pull our weeds right now. If this is a weed in our life, God, take care of it right now. And I want you to hear this with fresh ears today. But if we're gonna talk about this idea of multiplication, we can't not talk about money. We can't not talk about finances. The Bible's really, really clear that money is a seed that he gives us. And how we sow that seed will determine the type of multiplication that God wants to do in your life. Paul, and we're gonna read this scripture in a second, is talking about money. He's talking about generosity. It got real quiet in here, by the way. I started telling something about money, and it's like, okay, here we go. I hope he doesn't go along today. All right, I ain't gonna go long, I promise. But he says this. It's in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. He's talking about money. He's talking about generosity. You can't get around this. This is just a fact. It says this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now listen, you have to understand this. You will reap in proportion to what you sow. Here's what I mean. If you plant one apple seed, how many apple trees could you get? One, from that one seed, right? Like you can get one, one seed. What happens, that one, that one seed will grow into an apple tree and it will grow apples, right? But that's just from one seed. What would happen if you planted 1,000 apple seeds? You see what I'm saying? It multiplies real quick, right? You get a thousand trees that produce an f- uh, infinite m- amount of, of apples, right? There's a, there's, you, you sow in proportion, you reap in proportion to what you sow. All right. So there's a proportion aspect that's going on here. Um, and each of you, listen to this. So if we reap, spare, sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. If we sow generously, we're going to reap generously. And it says this, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart. Oh, Please don't miss this. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. He loves it. Now, now, don't miss this. Generosity in the giving of your finances is is a spiritual decision. Don't don't miss this. Giving of your finances is a spiritual decision. The Bible just told us you are to decide in your heart between you and God what you're going to give. Give. Some of you, you have the gift of giving. God, God makes you see needs in the church. He makes you see needs outside of the church. And he tells you, that person, that thing, they need your money right now. Come on. And he gives you a number. And you're just obedient. And you're like, all right, God, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to trust you with it. You have that gift. But it's a, it is a spiritual decision. And when we make that decision to be generous, it is an honor and a privilege to give. Oh man, there are so many times God has stretched us and God said, hey, pay for this family's meal at this restaurant. Whew. And that's a stretch. I'm gonna to be honest, that would be a stretch for our family. But we will say yes 100% of the time. Why? Because it's an honor to give. I love it. I get. I, there's nothing like it. And not knowing how God's gonna come through and seeing Him come through, whew, <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's awesome. I'll tell you right now. He loves a cheerful giver. If you give... And it's begrudgingly. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Give with a cheerful, cheerful heart, cheerful heart. I don't say so don't so don't not do it. You know, just change your heart. All right, so just change your heart. Right, like give God to give to God cheerfully, and God. Oh, this is so good. Don't miss this. And I'm going to continue on reading. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Say abundantly. abundantly. Now don't. Now listen. We love receiving the blessing. God blesses you abundantly. So that, there's a so that here. So that in all things, at all times, listen, having all that you need, he's gonna provide what you need, you will abound in every good work. Woo, come on now, listen. I'm about to start preaching to y'all. As it is written, They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now listen, there is a process that God just laid out for you in the Bible and I wanna teach it to you. Listen, God blesses you. He's the blesser. And when he blesses you, it says having all that you need. He gives you provision. So after God's blessing, you have provision and then as you start giving, God then starts to show you favor. It says you'll abound in every good work. Man, when you start giving God's way, he helps you succeed in every good work, not for you, so that you can make a difference, providing an opportunity for you to bless others. Don't think that God's blessings are just for you. They're not. There for others. So God blesses you. He gives you provision. Then you start giving. He gives you favor. He blesses you more so you can start blessing people. And he starts giving you favor and provision. It's a cycle that God has written out. And it says this. Now he, God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, will also supply and increase your store of seed so you will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched. Listen, I'm not preaching prosperity here. It's not give so that you can get. It's give so that you can get so that you can give again. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. All of them, every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result result in thanksgiving to God. And when you're truly generous and you're giving away God's blessings, the, the thanks never comes back to you. It always goes to God. And that's what we want, right? Like, we want God to get the credit. I don't give a crap if we get credit for the generosity. Excuse my French. I, okay, I, I don't care. I want God to get the glory for it. That's what it's all about. Don't miss it. Listen, God is the one who supplies seed for the sower. He's the one who's ultimately responsible for your resources, by the way. Not you, not your great job. It's God. Don't, don't ever forget that. And it's teaching us that you'll be enriched in every way so that you can have a big house. That's not what it said. No, you will be enriched in every way so that you can get that new car. No, that's not what it says either. Uh, You'll be enriched in every way so that you can go on that amazing vacation. Nope, that's not what it says. You will be enriched in every way so that you can build up that 401k and retire with a cush life. Nope, I didn't say that either. Uh, you will be enriched in every way so that you can like really impress your neighbors and your friends that you don't even like. No, it doesn't say that. And none of those are bad things. Listen to me. Build up your retirement. Get the car, get the house, whatever. But the motive of your heart... Should always be, God, you have blessed me so that I can be a blessing. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. That's what God says. He's going to help you succeed, not only for you, but also for the people around you. That's, what, that's how, what generosity looks like. It's the multiplication principle. You sow the seed of money in God's way. I promise you, you're going to have enough. He's going to provide for you. Now, will, will the blessings only come financially? Absolutely not. Don't miss it. Don't hear me say anything else. Sometimes the blessings don't turn out to be financial, but they're amazing. They're better than finances is like the bottom of the barrel blessing, by the way, when it comes to God. Now, some of you are like, but I'm willing to give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm with you. I'm willing to give it a shot, too, but I ain't rich. And, and we're, we're generous people. We, we love opportunities uh, to give. And so what I want to do with our time left, before I give you some practical points, is I want to share how this has impacted our lives personally first, and how this has impacted our church. Where where's where our generosity gone? Now, uh, there are people on our board in this room, Kevin and Sadie, uh, Jordan, he's down in here uh, right now, but there's people on our board at our church, our financial board, that help keep us accountable not only accountable, they help make the vision happen here and they help keep us protected financially because Lord knows I would have already spent all of our money on a building or something. And they're like, hold just slow your roll, big dog. You know, like you can't do that. And uh, they're great. And they can, you can ask them, ask Kevin after this. And Kevin, you can vouch for me right now. Okay. So there are more times that I'm going to the board, by the way, asking to give something away than I am asking to buy something for our church. Why? Because we're outrageously generous. Am I lying? I will, yeah, I will text them. God will move in our hearts. I'll say, listen, God's moving our hearts. I think we need to give this church planner, you know, $1,000, whatever it is. And they're always supportive. And we'll figure, you know what? We'll, we'll eat it out of somewhere else. Why? Because we, we, one of our core values, we're outrageously generous. That's just what we do. And I wanna tell you this to prove to you that you don't have to be rich to be generous. Our church doesn't have a multi-million dollar budget. That's, uh, our church's budget's like $128,000 a year, all right, it's somewhere in that ballpark. It's, it's around $130,000 a year. Does that mean we're not generous? Heck no, don't believe it for a second. My, bud, my personal budget is way less than that, let me tell you. Does that mean we're not generous? Heck no, I've never been rich. I don't care if I'm ever rich. That's not why I live life. But I'm still going to be generous. And I want to share with you these things to prove to you, you don't have to be rich to be generous. You don't have to have a lot of money to be generous. That's not You're thinking too small if that's the way that you think of it. I know for us, our personal life, let me go there first. Uh, We've given away five, six cars, something like that. Five, I think. And before we ever had a car given to us, we sowed the seed first. We gave a car to a kid in Knoxville who had like a bajillion siblings in his family. He had just turned 18. He served with me on production crew and he needed a car. We just bought uh, another car and so we gave him our car. Now, was it a great car? No, but it was a blessing to him. We gave him a car. Since then, God has given our family five cars uh, that we've not paid for and they get better every time. Now, one of these cars Two of these cars were minivans that I totaled our only car at one point. The next day, listen to this. The next day, someone called the church we worked for at the time and said, "God moved in my heart, and we're going to donate our van because there's God told us there's a family that works at your church that needs a car right now." They had no clue who we are, who we were, by the way. We get this van, and this van—you're tearing up a little bit. It was a piece. Let me tell you right now, like six different blue colors. Duct tape sunroof when it rained, it rained in the car as well. Oh, yeah, man, it was the worst van of all time. You would have looked at that and judged us. We drove to the breakers in that car (laughs) one time. If y'all don't even know what that is, I'm sure they were like, Get this piece of filth off our property, right? But, but we, I never thought of the car that way. That car was a blessing from God. I loved every second of driving that car. Well, that car, someone else gave us a newer minivan, and we gave that van to another family. Then someone gave us another, the expedition we drive now, and we gave that white van away to another family that had twins, and they didn't have another car to get around. And then we gave that uh, another green car, a Subaru that we had away, and someone, a few like six weeks before we moved here, gave me the Honda that I drive. And so and all the, black the car. huh and the black car, what, yeah, the and expedition. No, the super loud one. I, we bought that car. No, we bought. Oh, we gave that car away too. Yeah, yeah, So this is just how we, God just moved in our lives. And you know what? If you've never given a car away, do it. It is the best, I'm telling you. Well, how will I drive? I don't, that's the fun part. God figures it out. I'm telling you, give it away. Like, be generous. You don't have to have money, but you have stuff, right? I know for us, finances, we've given away finances before. This is us personally. And I'm not doing this a toot on horn horn. I'm trying to show you something here. There's been times when God has told us, give that waitress, ask her for a Venmo, and give her $100. That is a big stretch for us. I'm telling you, God has a way of giving it back to you. He has a way of giving it back to you times 10. He has a way of, of blessing you, of doing things. And it, it, it gets unlocked when you're generous, right? With people. We've been generous with people. I had a guitar. It was a 1953 Gibson LG1, <laughs> my dream guitar. Loved that thing. And uh, I had gotten it. Uh, it was, sounded so good. It was awesome. And I, God had planted, you know, we, God told us we were going to be planting this church and so I was like, all right, God, I'm, I'm just not going to be a worship leader anymore. And so I was looking for a way. I felt like God was moving me to say, hey, I want you to give this guitar away. And, uh, and so there was this kid who was a student at the time at one of our campuses at our last church. And God very clearly told me, I want you to sow that seed into that, in, into that kid's life. Right there, his name is Caleb from Brazil. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know Caleb? Caleb is what we call him. It's Caleb with an E at the end. I don't know what it is. Brazilian. And so I called him in after an event and I said, hey, you're not going to want to receive this, but God's telling me to give this to you and I want you to use it for God's glory and I'm sewing this into you. And so I give him this guitar. He still plays that guitar today and he's one of the worship pastors. He is the worship pastor at the newest campus at Christ Fellowship that launched Today he's using it today to play like literally on this date. He is their first service at this new campus. He's the worship pastor leading in worship that God's grown him so much, and it's not just because of me. He's had a lot of people pouring into him, but that was a gift that God told me to sow. And I'm I've never I haven't missed that guitar for one second. Don't care. I can get get another one at some point when I do get rich one day. All right, I'll go get another one. Yeah, I need to write a book. I need to do something. But it's seeds that we sow into people's lives. So, so don't be short-sighted on this. Understand that you can be generous right where you are right now and the multiplication factor might not even come back to you. I have not been rewarded for the, by finances for giving that guitar to Caleb, but the multiplication factor happened in his life. That was a seed I sowed into his life. My word, that is so much better, by the way, than a financial blessing. Come on, we we gotta be bigger than that. Oasis Church, how have we been generous? Oh, I'm excited, I'm going long today. Here we go, I'm joking. Oasis Church, you guys have been so generous. I got pictures, just throw the first one up for me. Give a meal, come on, y'all give it up for Give a Meal. We have fed, since the life of our church, thousands and thousands and thousands of people with free food. This last one, man, I just saw spit go everywhere. Y'all are in the splash zone up here. We have fed thousands of people. We have given them turkeys, milk, eggs, cheese, weird boxes of food that we got from, I don't even know where we got it from, but we got it. We've paid to get them done. We've paid to feed people. We have fed thousands of people. Is our church gigantic? No. Have th- thousands of these people come to our church? No, I don't care. But the, the blessing has multiplied in their lives. Man, we fed them when we needed it and God provided our church to do it. I'm so proud of you guys. Come on, give God a hand. I'm so excited. Go to the next picture. What we got? What we got? Oh, single mom's at the Grace place, right around the corner from here uh, we have we've supplied all of their household needs for a, about a year, maybe a little less than a year, but we were able to give that to them last year and this is just cleaning supplies, uh diapers uh, like laundry detergent, just rent uh, uh, what are these called bounty paper towels. That's what they're called. They just needed basic stuff. Well, guess what? Our church was able to buy that for them and take that load off of them and help them actually do ministry where they can minister to single moms. Come on, give God a hand for that. Go to the next one. Oh, this is fun. Some of our best friends started a nonprofit called Speak Life, the musical, where they go into schools, they do a musical, and they spread a message about anti-bullying. We were able to sow into them $1,000 right when we first started. They're some of our best friends. And they've started, they've got backing now from an NFL player, Justin Simmons on the Denver Broncos. And, man, they've, like, launched this thing. We got in on the ground floor of that, guys. Come on, give God a hand. You're a part of that. Go to the next one. What's the next one? Abu, y'all remember Abu over in India? Man, we give to his ministry every single year. We're still providing formula for them. I told you about that a couple weeks ago, but he's an international partner. He is going into literally the darkest areas of the world doing medical camps, not so that he can just meet a, a physical need, but so that he can spread the gospel, meet a spiritual need, and you get to be a part of that. Come on, give God a hand like you mean it. Come on. All right, don't go to the next one yet. We love church planners. Can I get an amen from somebody? We love church planters. Oh, we've given to a lot of different church plants. But these next two, I'm going to show you a little video of in a second, uh, were people that this last Christmas we gave each of them $500 personally and said, hey, they're family, not yet. And we said, hey, this is not allowed to be spent on church. It's not allowed to be spent on ministry. This is for you and your family. Go do something that you wouldn't be able to do without it. And uh, just sowed that seed into them. Why? People did that for us. And so we wanted to do that for them as a church. And so you're gonna see this video in a second. They're gonna thank us. It's not us, it's you. That's our church. And so I want y'all to check out this video. Well, good morning, Oasis Church. This is Tom and Deborah Watson with Five Stones Church in Chattanooga, a church that your generosity helped launch. And we just got home and opened up our mailbox to an incredible surprise from your amazing pastors. Uh, And we just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You know, church planting is great kind of tough Mm. and it can take a lot out of you and uh, we got home and got this card in the mail it was such an encouragement and your pastors are just great friends of ours and such you already know this they're just such encouraging people and so we can't be there in person would you hug their necks for us every one of you after service just get up and hug their necks just make yeah just make a train wreck getting out of the church today because you're just loving on them so much hey we love you so much and we're so grateful for you oasis thank you so much for this blessing g'day oasis church this is terence and emma and we're in the oasis here of sydney australia can you tell not true we're here in south florida and we just wanted to drop a little note to say a massive thank you for living out what your name is Oasis means to create a place of refreshing. And you have done that for us. Just your relationship and our relationship with your pastors. You guys are the (laughs) bomb.com. Yes, pastors Quinn and Stephanie and all of Oasis Church. We're so grateful. Uh, You guys blessed us, actually blessed us personally and our family and our four kids. At Christmas time, we are church planters in South Florida. And it just came at the perfect time to be able to really spoil our kids who have, you know, been the typical PKs on this past year journey of church. Planting and just really enabled us to be out of love on them and bless them at Christmas, and it was so incredibly thoughtful. We were so touched, and thank you so much for your generosity. We love you guys. You've got a hand, isn't that cool? I love it. Not only that, go to the next picture. All right, this is City Light Church, our very first Sunday ever meeting in person. They reached out to us the week before Caleb and said, "Hey, I just can we come check this thing out? Like we're about to launch our church." And little did they know, we, they came up and we gave them $500. They've started. Look how great they're doing. They just got a building, by the way, given to them. Come on, give God a hand for that. Isn't that cool? You were a part of that. Go to the next one. Oh, this is Hopetown Church in Alabama. They came and Tim Ashley is his name. And uh, they came uh, to check out our church. We were meeting on Sunday nights and we were able to give them uh, $500,000, something like that. And they've started their church. They have a building now as well. Come on, give God a hand for what he's doing there. Next one. I think there's one more. Oh yes, this was just uh, a couple like a month ago. Uh, right here. this is Tanya and Ty Sharp. Uh, they're planting a church in or, uh New Jersey area, close to Philadelphia, but in New Jersey. Um, and we've sowed a thousand dollars into their ministry just last month and God just moved on that was a, another time where we were like, hey, God wants us to give this. And they said, go ahead, let's do it. And so we sowed that, and, and they haven't even started yet, but we're one of the first seeds to be planted in there. And now uh, they're starting this process. It's amazing. Come on, y'all give God a hand for that. Listen, you don't have to, oh, I forgot about this. Uh, and every single month, we sow into Ark. We give money every single month to Ark, and that goes, 100% of that goes to church planters like us. And and their churches, by the way, and so it helps them get funding for their churches. And uh, just last year, by the way, uh, we have been a part of planting over i think it was like 90 churches over the course of our church has been planted and you've got to be a part of every single one of them by the way the average launch day attendance was like 400 people on their very first sundays at ark and there were over 500 salvations just in 2022 and all of that was made not, some of that was made possible because of the finances that you give here at Oasis Church come on give god a praise listen we give very little seed but god multiplies the seed and he's able able to see people come into his kingdom all across the globe because of your generosity here the multiplication principle is in effect and it might not come back to you but it'll always happen in their life or in your life and I'm telling you right now if you're not giving if you're not a part of doing uh, not a part of what god's doing here financially become a part of it not only does it help others it helps Us and our church, not just us, but the church, that it helps serve our community. It helps our church's vision go from where it is to where we want it to be. We have a vision for our church, but your giving gets to determine the pace in which we get there. Like, that's just part of it. And so when you sow a seed here, it's going to multiply in a way that you could never have imagined in your own life and in the light of our church. So here's a few things. How, uh, how do we grow in living a generous life? i got four things real quick. First one is this. Just start. If you're on this journey and you haven't been a part of it, just start. Maybe you're on the journey and you're like, you know what? I'm not quite tithing yet. Maybe I'm giving 2%. I'm gonna make it five. I'm just gonna start the next step here. All right, I'm just gonna gonna start. I'm just gonna start. Just start. See what God does. Give them 90 days. Just see what God does. Just start. All right? Second thing start serving. Join a team. Get in kids' ministry. You're sowing seeds in kids' ministry, and one day they're gonna grow up and have godly families because of the seeds that you plant in their lives. Serving student ministry. please, and I'm not saying this to to just try to get help, but like, do you see what culture's like for our young people right now? They need you. Men, I'm talking to you. They need some men back there. Justin, thank you for stepping up and serving in there, by the way. I appreciate you, I honor you, thank you. But we need more men in there. It's just a fact. They need some godly men in their lives to plant some seeds so that they can grow up and they can be godly men in their own way, in their own family. Start serving. If you don't want to do that, hold the daggum door open and wave at people when they come. I mean, I don't care, but serve. And watch how God takes that little seed and, and, and multiplies it as you give them your time. Third thing, share the love of God wherever you are. You don't have to just give it church. Now it starts here, but don't let it stop here. Today at lunch, pay for that other family's meal. Tip that waitress. Double the bill, tip the waitress. Well, I don't know if I can afford that. Well, if God's moving you to do it, do it. it he's good for it. You can't outgive God, it's impossible. Like, you, you he, listen, there's nothing you can give that's going to be greater than what God can give you and has given you. You can't outgive God. So don't just do it here. Start here, but don't just do it here. Find a unique way to bless somebody this week and do it. Just just find it. Don't wait for it to come to you. Look for it. Find it and meet the need. Pay for someone's gas at the gas pump. Oh, here's a good one. Buy a dozen eggs for somebody. You know what I'm saying? I, there's been times I've sat in Kroger and the Lord's just moved and said, pay for that lady's groceries behind you. And that's a text I typically send Steph, go, hey, God's moving. And we just had this agreement that if God's moving, we just trust and say, Okay. And when I get home, it might be like a, ooh, it's going to be tight now, you know. But hey, God's moving. Do it. Why don't you try it? Do it. Just spread your love. And then the fourth thing is this. Watch Jesus move with your more. God's giving you more than you need, most of us. Watch what he can do with your more. So I want you to bow your heads. We're ending right now. And I re- don't hug me for real. we got to get out of here. I've already gone a little too long. We've got to make it to Knoxville in about... Two hours and 45 minutes from right now. But the Lord's moving. I would just want you to sit and think for a second, okay? This is your invitation response time. I'm going to ask you some questions. I want you to give space to God right now for what He wants to speak to you. What is God saying to you? I want you to think about it. What's He saying to you right now? Is He bringing up a way for you to give? Are you going to follow through with what he's doing right now? Are you going to obey him? Are you going to trust this principle of multiplication? Who, let, me, let me ask you this Who is he asking you to bless? Here's another question. What amount is he asking you to give that person? What amount is he asking you to give to the church? What, what amount is he asking you to give to that, that cause, that thing? What is he doing? What need is he asking you to meet? Not the church, you. And what are you going to do about it? He's speaking. I know he is. And are you going to trust God enough to say, I'm going to trust you with this, Lord, because I know I can't outgive you. I know that you can provide. I know that you will provide. I trust you. And here's the last question Are you going to sow abundantly? Or are you gonna sow sparingly? That's up to you. You sow much, you reap much. If you sow little, you reap little. God, speak to us. We love you. Help us be known as the most generous people in the world, your church. Help us meet those needs, God. God, move in the hearts. Maybe there's some people in here that are struggling with the idea of even tithing. God, help give build their faith. Help them make that step today. And meet them exactly where they are, God. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.